Welcome to the Smiles Matter podcast by Microdental Laboratories. I'm Laura Kelly, and it's my pleasure to host our new series, Comeback Strategies for Today's Dental Practice. I think we also have to look at the bottom line, or the reason why we're dentists. You know, we, we want to help patients out. We want to be there and do it in a smart, thoughtful way. Alaska, the largest state in the U.S. and at the same time the third least populated state in our country, is a land of majestic natural beauty and extreme winter weather. Approximately half of Alaska's residents live within the Anchorage metropolitan area, where a small group of dentists is focused on changing the face of dentistry in Alaska. Dr. Hu, who has offices in both Anchorage and Soldotna, is leading this revolution by offering world-class dental treatments to Alaska residents. Breathtaking nature, a thriving oil and natural gas industry, and no state income tax or sales tax. But is Alaska immune to economic downturns and the challenges that we're facing today? I am pleased to introduce Dr. Jerry Hu, originally from Taiwan, but raised in Soldotna, where he went to school until transferring to the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. He then returned to Alaska, where he manages a thriving and rewarding dental practice focused on dental implants, cosmetic dentistry, and dental sleep medicine. Among many other accomplishments, Dr. Hu is the first dentist in Alaska to earn certification as a diplomat of the American Board of Dental Sleep Medicine. Dr. Hu has also trained extensively at the American Academy of Implant Dentistry, the Las Vegas Institute for Advanced Dental Studies, and has been published in the Journal of Cosmetic Dentistry. Welcome, Dr. Hu. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Laura. And thank you for having me today on this uh, podcast. Oh, absolutely. So let's just jump right in. I know our listeners are really excited to hear from you today. And, you know, we just want to get a little bit of background. Just share with us how you became uh, interested in dentistry. Well, actually, it began in seventh grade. I was in art class and I went for a dental cleaning that same day. And I remember the dentist uh, showing me how much uh, art there is involved. And my folks, uh, they've been in the restaurant business. And I've always known that I wanted to have my own business and be in small business. And, you know, I enjoyed science. I enjoyed so many different uh, aspects of school. And everything just led me to dentistry. And uh, even when I went through uh, college, I was pre-dental. And that's what allowed me to actually graduate a little bit earlier. The dental school I went to had a combined program uh, for undergraduate and dental school. I was 24 when I was able to practice and start my own dentistry clinic in my hometown. And so, yeah, that's the history of how and why I became a dentist. Great. Dentistry is very interesting because everybody's got a very unique story on what inspired them and how they you know, how they got interested. And all of us, you know, we're experiencing some some specific challenges uh, currently. And and I know that you've been in practice. How many years have you been in practice now? A little over 21 years. Right. Dr. Hu, you know, we, we touched on it a little bit earlier, and, and uh, it is very fascinating to me uh, where your practice is located in a rural area. Um, you know, what are you doing to keep patients close, keep patients informed, engaged with you during this period in time? Well, several critical and I think essential things, especially if you're in a small town rural area, no matter where you are in the United States, you know, it's important to let your patients know that that you're there, that if they have any emergencies or if they have any concerns, one, we have always uh, someone managing or staffing the front desk, right? And that's actually my normal business hours. I have someone answering the phone. So there's never a sense of abandonment or a sense of 
do I need to go somewhere else? Is Doctor Who's office closed for how long? I mean, you know, they keep extending uh, home shelter recommendations, right? It was originally maybe Easter, and then now it's extended to the end of April. Uh, so having that person there is very, very important, right? The other thing too is in my community, most people actually listen to the radio, you know, but you have to look at all different medias, but definitely radio is very strong here. And we're able to have people, quite frankly, even new patients that say, hey, you know, my former dentist is just not available. And, you know, I'm really concerned. I have a swelling, I have a broken tooth or whatnot. So it's very, uh, I think, you know, that right now uh, that your offices, and even if you're an associate, you know, let your organization know that you guys are, are, are there, you're going to be there. And then when um, uh, times are reopened, I have to say too, patients are very understanding. I've never seen this level of understanding from patients. If you have to reschedule them, if you, you know, they know that, yeah, America is not, you know, the world's not functioning how it was last month. So, so they're very, very flexible. They're very, very understanding. And Honestly, in my humble opinion, we are really on the front lines ourselves when we're seeing them for emergencies, right? If we're going to lessen or lower the load at the hospitals and the ER rooms to not have dental emergencies to show up there, right? Uh, then we are doing our part at being on the front lines. And so to all the endodontists, to all the oral surgeons, the periodontists right now, et cetera, who are seeing emergencies, you know, hats off and, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful that we're there to be on the front lines. You know, I saw this a special where these uh, musicians giving a charity event. It was really special. It's actually very emotional, but I would have liked to see, you know, some, I've read through so many forums and emails and things like that of heroes in dentistry. There are people, you know, who ended up with abscesses or fistulas and things like that, that are urgent, right? And to me, that's all part of it. When you open, there's also a thing that, that we are doing heroically. Of course, from your employees' families to yourself to your, yeah, your own family, right? Everybody's at risk because this COVID-19, there's so many uncertainties about it. Uh, we do know it's very contagious and can be in aerosols and be on surfaces and things like that. And of course, having proper PPE is absolutely essential. Screening is absolutely essential, but those things are very, very uh, important to do. On the financial end though, if I can just share with you what I know, many of you may already have known, but looking into the SBA PPP or the seven parentheses A loan is very important because it is designed for the time, quote unquote, after April uh, 30th, uh, when May 1st begins, there is that eight-week window where the amount of loan that you get through that will be completely, that's 100% completely forgiven. So what you do is you take your expenses, not just payroll though, uh, do note that if there's rent, utilities, all those things can be included in your loan amount. It's multiplied by 2.5 times. The only requirement or caveat with that is that after the June 30th end of that session, you need to have at least 75% retainment of your team. So I really like that. I mean, that said something that, you know, it's done to keep your employees, to keep your business going. I think that from a standpoint, I, I think small businesses, that we are America. And, and uh, whether it's a, you know, my wife is a restaurant owner to your, you know, local laundromat to, to us dentists, we are 
America. And so, you know, having this loan be available is very important. And I do think that, sure, it may take a little time to take homework, work with your accountants, but it's going to be worth it. It is part of us coming back together as a nation and really moving forward and making us rebound. So I know that, you know, you've had some challenges that you faced during your career, and we would just like to hear really kind of get into what strategies did you apply and how are you seeing that relevant today and what your outlook is and what you're doing right now to focus during this period? Well, you know, I I wanted to say that it really doesn't matter where you're at. And of course, you know, in Alaska, we're uh, even isolated in certain areas. There's rural bush areas where, you know, people may say, well, gosh, we're, we're not in metropolitan areas. How well and how, how can I go through tough times, especially like what we're going through right now with this pandemic? But the main thing is, is really patients, I feel, always will go to dentists based on their relationship and based on word of mouth. And I think the whole thing is, is trying to find somehow in my experience, to differentiate uh, your practice. And uh, whether it is uh, from customer service to your availability and to being up on equipment and the latest in technology, having partners uh, such as with labs and with partnerships, if you will, with uh, organizations, promote academies from the American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry to the American Academy of Sleep Medicine, for example. Those are very, very important and letting the community know that you are very passionate and inspiring to the community. I do have to say, though, that sometimes challenges may come even with employees or with management. And, and I think that if possible, dentists can attend seminars or have coaching for that. It does make a difference. And, you know, these coaches and these people who offer advice for practice management, you know, if there wasn't no position for them or if the the recommendations that they give don't mount to anything, uh, they wouldn't be in business right now. So I think all of it uh, is a part of that. But one thing, too, is just have the idea that, you know, we are in this health profession to promote health and to, to help, you know, Hippocratic Oath. If you stand by that and you, you kind of uh, reflect all those cases, all those lives that you've changed, all the smiles, or uh, if you do dental sleep medicine, all the lives that you've saved, all those are things to, are important to have. Mm-hmm. It sounds like that really keeps you you motivated and, and you know, and interested and, in, you know, that caring, you know, patient care and relationship is really important. Is there anything specifically that you're focusing? I mean, everybody's talking about having downtime, right? And is there anything that you're doing now to prepare differently um, that you may have done in the past just because of your experience, you know, what you've learned coming out of situations such as other times of instability or, you know, economic challenges what are you doing right now to prepare for when this uh, this lifts and you're able to go back to practice? Well, um, first thing, I think it's important, and I'm sure that uh, dentists on forums and, and looking at uh, online websites and recommendations uh, from ADA, CDC, dentistry is going to change drastically, in my opinion. I think first, uh, it's very, very important that uh, you keep up with the current uh, ADA in uh, the CDC guidelines, make sure that even when, for example, after April 30th, 
uh, and we're after the flattening of the curve and we're probably towards the end of that, let's just say that hypothetically, I still think it's very important that dentists uh, understand that there are probably going to be new uh, standards uh, and guidelines, not just uh, OSHA, but also how you appoint patients, how you screen them. And so that's uh, very important right now to look into. Uh, the other thing, too, is, is, of course, offices and businesses are closed. The whole entire economy of America will be affected. I think from my own uh, opinion and, and recommendations, definitely look into the Small Business Administration loans. Of course, there are uh, there's several of them. You know, there is, of course, the EIDL, but there's also the PPP. And there's that eight-week windows from uh, May uh, to, through June uh, to really utilize that and try to maintain your employees, uh, your team members, and uh, it'll just uh, help the economy get going. Uh, very important there. But with that said, in terms of the nature of how you can imagine how many uh, people are going to, to want to come back, they'll be due for their uh, periodontal visits, their cleanings, people who have uh, deep decay that was on you know urgent watch, or I have a feeling people are going to be slammed. So just be prepared that, especially the, the months of May and June, I'm predicting that offices, all of us, will be very, very busy. We have a lot of patients already calling to fill up spots, and I have to open extra days in order to accommodate that. But it's good. You know, we, we're all in this together. And we're going to come out of it together, hopefully more united. And I also want to say that during this time, too, I have my offices, both offices, Anchorage and Soldatna, open for emergency situations. And I wholeheartedly believe that, yes, um, we do want to limit the numbers as much as we can contribute to that number that go to the ER, you know, and risk more exposure and risk. So if there is a dental emergency that we can handle as dentists, I think it's important that, of course, we have proper PPE, but also be have a limited uh, appointment time to see these emergencies and take care uh, of our patients. Definitely, we don't want to abandon our patients. We want to show you know, uh, that we're always there. So through this whole time, I do have my front desk, one person, um, you know, he locks up the door uh, and is, is in the, is in the uh, office himself. And he uh, is able to call prescriptions in. And also one thing to, to think about is uh, telemedicine and teledentistry. So that's going to be probably a big game changer for the future. I know that there are new codes uh, that even the, uh, the ADA codes that, that are available to do teledentistry. So, you know, in Alaska, that's the perfect fit because uh, we're so spread out, right? There's only about 700,000 people here, but we have, you know, 700,000 square miles of land. So we're very isolated, uh, if you will, in terms of that. And the teledentistry uh, will we'll go very far, I think. Uh, and definitely dental sleep medicine, this uh, teleportal uh, access thing is, is very crucial. And, and I want to remind uh, dentists out there who are also doing dental sleep medicine that there is a medical necessity with uh, sleep apnea. If someone has severe sleep apnea, technically it's very serious and they can die in their sleep. And for example, if they have their appliance broken and they're concerned, you know, I think it's very, very important that you do what you can to help that patient out. So, so a lot of things are sometimes scary and sometimes unknown and there's uncertainty, but I think we also have to look at the bottom line are the reason why we're dentists. You know, we, we want to help patients out. We want to be there and do it in a smart, thoughtful way. Of course, do the six feet distancing. That's very, very important. But at the same time, be able to 
be there for your patients. No, you're, yeah, that's right. And you've, I mean, you're, you're just sharing a lot of very useful approaches to, it sounds like, you know, the patient engagement, you know, that you're looking at a little bit differently, you know, than maybe you would have before. Or I think all of us have looked at, at some of, you know, new technologies and ways that we can connect, you know, with our customers, our patients you know, customers on, on the lab side and patients, obviously, from yours. But I think what I'm hearing is that you're seeing that accelerate, you know, a little bit more because of the what we're going to be coming out of. And it, it's nice to hear that you're mitigating risk, but you're also looking for opportunities. As a young dentist coming out of school, you know, what, what would you be focusing on right now to approach this? Any, any advice to someone not who hasn't been in practice for over 20 years? There is this. So it depends if you are an associate or you own your own business. So, you know, if you're an associate, definitely um, look into the unemployment benefits uh, and look into the options that you have that you're able to supplement and definitely keep a close eye on. I know every minute the government uh, has uh, changes. And, you know, as is this juncture, when we're talking right now, there, Congress is saying there may be a fourth uh, stimulus bill. So keep that in mind on the financial end. But on the clinical end and on your experience, I say in, in times of crisis, when this extreme, I feel like it hasn't been like this since maybe World War II. I mean, we're completely shut down, right? So we have a lot of free time. And why not, you know, attend as many continuing education? For example, I know that the Vivos company, uh, they're offering a free uh, sleep breathing summit webinar. It's a, it's a 15 CEU uh, event and they're offering it for free. Or there's other organizations giving out CEs and giving webinars for dentistry. Definitely at this juncture, uh, especially as a young dentist, we're always going to learn forever. I, I, you know, I've only been, you know, like I said before, in dentistry for 21 years now. But the way I feel I am forever, and I think that also is the key to my successful relationships, the unforgettable memories that I have from being a dentist, if you will, uh, are, are from um, the notion that I'm always forever learning. You know, dentistry from every aspect, uh, whether it's just uh, new research uh, to equipment to techniques, it's always evolving. So in this time, if I were a young dentist, and I know there's a lot of pressure, you know, when I went to dental school, of course, the tuition and the debt that you're, you know, getting out of school is much different than now. I do feel for a lot of the young dentists who are worried about, man, you know, how do I proceed from this juncture? But also realize this is a time where you can take advantage of the free time, if you will, even from home to attend webinars, to gain CE, and and maybe have a, a little bit of preparation that, sure, you'll be busy, uh, but again, if you can differentiate yourself. I think differentiating not only necessarily has to be on a, a business owner uh, standpoint, but even an associate, because the more you're increasing your experience, your credentials, uh, however you look at it, the more valuable you are, the more your resume or CV will stand out. I think it's critical that at this moment, try to embrace that you are a forever learner. Uh, I think your patients will appreciate that. I think laboratories, I, I know whenever I learn uh, something new, for example, I, I would call uh, Mac Studio and share stuff uh, with Chris or Karsten or whomever. And it's a team approach. It, it feels so good that I'm in a little small community of Soldatna. You know, Anchorage is bigger, but when I'm here in Soldatna, people are like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that we are in a city with population of uh, barely like 4,800 people. 
and there is cone beam and there's pharyngometers and there's lasers and there's all these equipment that you would think, you know, you need to be in Beverly Hills for. But people are people. It doesn't matter where you're at. We're here to try to always provide the best and try to give the latest in technology, uh, be state of the art. And again, that's also tied to continuing education as well. You know, um, you can't literally just buy equipment and and not go to CEs and, and to get really proficient at it, right? But yeah, it's very, very important that uh, young dentists at this juncture really, uh, two things. First, of course, financially, keep up with all the different support that the government's giving uh, and look into options right? But second, utilize this time uh, that we have, this free time that we have to gain as much knowledge. You know, we need CEUs to renew our license anyways. You know, think about that, right? And uh, hello, um, it's a perfect setting. You can, you know, attend a CE online and then still be with your family. It's just, it's, it's perfect timing for that, right? The third thing then is to be prepared because, uh, unless you're uh, unfortunately let go from a practice or whatnot, I mean, I, I, I'm not part of DSOs, but you know, I, I imagine certain people may be you know looking for a, a new uh, workplace. Uh, but I, I would expect that it, it, when we come back, we're going to be very busy, and um, you know, be prepared for that. And and I think we we want we want to work. You know, I mean, we we're, we're going to be until April 30th at least, right, in our homes. When May comes about, I'm sure all of us would be anxious and ready to go to work. I think you're right. Dentistry is a, a great profession that you can really connect, right? And you can and you can give back and you can use these great skills that you have to help so many people in, in so many different ways. And I think your message will resonate really well with, you know, taking this time to, you know, invest in invest in ourselves, invest in our future, in our learning, explore technology, just staying really engaged mentally. And that will help us come back even stronger when we come up out of this. So I, I can't thank you enough for, for sharing some really great information today. I, I know you really well, and it's, it's nice to be able to have you just share this information with more people. And uh, thank you again, Dr. Who. Really appreciate your time. Well, thank you, Laura. You know, I, I think once again, I, I have to say we're all in this together. And I think that, you know, I, I also think it's very, very important, Laura, that it's, I'm in Alaska, so it's very hard for me to get to microdental. But, you know, if you are in, in California or nearby, just really reach out, you know, um, and, and um, go to uh, dental labs, go to universities, you know, and go, go to wherever you can to engage in partnering up and engage in relationships. Because in the end, those are the things that matter. You know, we're going to look back and I remember that the, the times where we were at uh, ACD or, or at LVI or at uh, any of the uh, continuing education places and those times that we were together where we um, developed uh, uh, something like we changed the patient's life or we've uh, found a breakthrough new way of doing things and uh, those are to me the most uh, precious pearls and the precious moments and, and the things that I, I hold dear to my heart. Well, thank you. And we can't wait to see you again soon. So stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, stay connected, Dr. Who. Thank you again. Thank you. You've been listening to the Smiles Matter podcast, created by Microdental and Modern Dental Laboratories. For more information, you can go to our website, www.microdental.com slash smilesmatterpodcast. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else podcasts are available. Thank you for listening, because we believe that smiles matter.